the triggers in the eye. In January 2020, I felt that D-Day had finally become a thing of the past. There were still certain unexpected triggers that made me experience again unfortunate events of the time Mark was having an affair. Reliving those memories was a setback on our recovery. At 18 months past D-Day, our recovery was a toddler in human development terms. But since infidelity is so painful, it seemed like we had been on this healing path forever. I personally work very hard on my projects so that the performance becomes a reflection of the effort. Infidelity recovery is one of those projects. I have to make sure I'm assessing my progress through the lens of compassion and love. I am normally too strict with the grade I give myself for how far I have come. Mark is also demanding. He is doing the best he can to repair the damage. If I am objective, there is nothing he could be doing better except for communication. This is a completely different beast we all have to face in a fair recovery. Remember the equation for infidelity to happen? You need a problem plus faulty communication plus an affair partner. Without any of these, there is no affair possible. At some point after D-Day, and if you decide to work on your marriage, you will be left with the poor communication term of the equation after the affair partner and the problem are gone. There is where we are now. We have worked on the why the affair happened, the affair is over, and now it's just me, Mark, and our flaws. The high bar we both set for assessing our progress and flawed communication skills make a formula for disappointment. As therapist Esther Perel has pointed out in a recent talk at NYU, no one is ever in the here and now. We are all shaped by our learnings. How we love today depends on how we learned to love as children. Every couple is the result of two stories coming together. Every move, tone of voice, and expression has probably a different meaning for every person. In my case, I react to triggers by voicing the pain that the memory is causing me. My husband interprets my reaction as a dismissal for all the repair work he's been doing. We are getting over the vicious circle faster as we heal and create new memories together. Still, I wish I wouldn't react to triggers the way I do. Even though my outbursts are less intense, less frequent, and shorter-lived, I feel damaged and unworthy. Mark also feels hurt. It takes time as a betrayed spouse to acknowledge that the betrayer has the right to feel pain. Most of us feel that they should work tirelessly without any fuel until they repair the damage they have caused. When my husband reminds me that he has feelings too, I mostly dismiss his plea for compassion with a statement in the lines of, well, you made your bed, you know. He spent a lot of energy thinking of ways to avoid triggering me. 
After all these months, he was still clueless as to how to better do this. We have both realized that there is no way to prevent triggers because so many everyday situations can be triggering. Once an affair is revealed, even seeing any person or child who might resemble a member of the family of the affair partner can remind us of the affair. Smells, seasons, vehicles, roots, events, and pets are only a few of the things that gain a whole new meaning post D-Day. Mark and I have improved our communication skills. We have sat and talked about topics we never touched before D-Day. We understand that we speak different love and life languages, and we cannot assume the other will translate every encoded message before giving it his or her own interpretation. I must acknowledge the triggers before they completely detonate. Sadly, I will have to decline nice invitations until I feel that they do not remind me of my husband's affair. It is impossible to predict all triggers because they depend on my emotional state at a particular point in time. I suppose that being triggered helps in healing from that particular reminder. Perhaps we have to decline invitations or avoid certain situations until we feel that it is not worth missing out on certain events for a memory of a painful event that is now in the past. Until then, I will continue to decline and to detonate accordingly. Mark will continue to live with the uncertainty of what will trigger or not trigger me every day. And we have to lower the expectations for a quicker healing because we are doing extremely well. We have come a long way since D-Day and we should give ourselves credit for our personal growth. Does the pain created by infidelity get better with time? The pain inflicted by infidelity has to be experienced to be understood. Anyone watching from the sidelines might think the betrayed is overreacting or clinging on to self-torture by thinking continuously about something that belongs in the past. The shit happens reality of life is interpreted in different ways depending on every person's story. You act and react according to your upbringing and also according to inherited preferences and sensitivities. Epigenetics has shown that we are the result of both. The good news is that we can change for the better by healing inherited traumas and living a healthy lifestyle. The challenge is that we are not aware of our ancestors' dark side. Very few families will discuss their shortcomings during gatherings. So most of us live unaware of that uncle or aunt who suffered a mental condition or even an incurable disease. The severity with which a spouse's betrayal is measured also varies depending on the beliefs of the community we live in. Esther Perel, who has looked at differences around the globe, explains how it hurts the same in Paris or New York, but the connotation is different. Some cultures are more open about infidelity and accept that it's not a deal breaker, whereas others attach a huge moral trespass to it. 
one of my Twitter followers didn't accept that the chaos and the pain created by infidelity gets better with time. She explicitly wrote that she shouldn't, that I shouldn't give fake hope to those who have discovered infidelity more recently than us. She disagreed with the statement that it will get better with time. That's fine, we are all entitled to a view. There is always a possibility that it will not get better, but people are looking for hope on Twitter. It was very important for me at six months past D-Day to know that there were other tweets that had recovered from infidelity and were happily married to the same person years later. Hope is not fake. It is a source of strength to carry on. Nothing can change the choice of a spouse to cheat. What's done cannot be undone. Time helps the betrayed accept what has happened. I knew Mark could be tempted into having an affair. Working long hours, career-oriented, handsome, and charming are only a few of the words that describe Mark. Add midlife crisis and career challenges to the equation, a third party willing to fuck a married executive, and there it was. I had to decide what to do. I decided to work on a fair recovery. Time helped me heal. I think regardless of the progress or the options for a betrayed spouse, time will lead to accepting that we were cheated on. It is up to every person to do the work and feel better. When it doesn't get better. There are chronic conditions, mental problems, clinical depression, addictions, personality disorders, and physiological malfunctions that we would have to face even if our spouse wouldn't have cheated. Those conditions do not allow us to feel happy regardless of infidelity. Sometimes infidelity acts as a means to become aware of an underlying health problem. Nobody recommends infidelity as a diagnosed tool, but if it happens, we can use it to treat our health issues in the same way we use it for personal growth. This is something too painful to digest and too ironic to accept. If time passes and you are doing your recovery work on your psyche, but you don't feel any better, there might be a physiological underlying problem you haven't spotted. A general medical checkup is probably a good place to start. When is it time to dock the boat of a fair recovery? At exactly 18 months past D-Day, I felt it was time to disembark the boat of a fair recovery. What a journey it had been. It was a very bumpy road, or shall I say, very rough seas to sail through. I had entered the stage of the reality of my second marriage with the same husband, a husband who bears the same name but has been forever changed by this experience, and so have I. What's next? It is time to apply the techniques for better communication that we have learned from the trauma infidelity causes. We are embracing a new marriage based on a choice we both made to commit to our relationship. Trust has taken a new meaning for me. 
I can only hope that what I see is what is, and I am certain that I will be okay if I'm betrayed again. I'm ready to live every day at its fullest. I am grateful for this second chance I am giving our marriage and our family. Is there anything to add? My blog, sailingthroughinfidelity.blogspot.com, has been a tool for organizing ideas, feelings, and information that helped me recover from Mark's affair. It brought me close to other betrayed spouses and some remorseful and unfaithful ones who have shared their experiences with me. I will forever be grateful to the blogosphere and social platforms for bringing us together. We shared resources, stories, GIFs, and helped each other brainstorm while reminding ourselves that we are not in this alone. The universe of pain is real. I don't have anything to add regarding affair recovery. Every person heals in their own time and way. Sailing through and beyond infidelity. Sailing through infidelity is the first book of the series. It tells the story from suspecting to discovering and the first eight months past D-Day. It has resources that helped me sail through the initial fog and confusion. Docking the boat of affair recovery. 18 months since the affair stopped and 15 months since we decided to work on recovery, it finally feels like I have learned the theory of how to heal from the trauma of infidelity. It is time to apply that knowledge and start living again. I am scarred and a year older, and I have learned compassion towards myself and those I love. I truly hope my experience has kept you company in this painful business of affair recovery. Remember that when nothing else works, you must focus on loving yourself. I'll see you around on the blogosphere. Valentina, February 2020. About the author, you can connect with Helen Tower on Twitter as Sailing Infidel One and on Instagram as Helen Tower Stay Calm. You can find her articles on Facebook at Stay Calm Through Infidelity with Helen Tower. Helen blogs at sailingthroughinfidelity.blogspot.com. Get the ebook and tap on links. If you purchase the printed version of the book, you can download the Kindle version for free from the same Amazon marketplace. It will give you access to all the links that take you to the videos and websites included here. May 12, 2020. If I could do it all again, would I have given him a second chance? At almost 22 months past D-Day, I still ponder what I would do if my husband strays again. It is not a founded doubt. He is more present and loving than ever before. It is the voice of the knowledge I have acquired as a betrayed spouse talking. The myth of living happily ever after, marrying the one, has been debunked, and a daily lease is all that I've been left with after the painful growth I experienced through infidelity. 
If all I've gained is a daily lease, I must visualize how I would do it all again if I face betrayal by my spouse. First and foremost, I know it will not kill me. Even if my wounded heart is broken again, I will know that the pain will pass and that there is no need to rush into changes that will affect our children who still live at home. One of the most important lessons learned for me from my husband's infidelity is that the decision to stray is 100% his. There are clear consequences if he does it again. My children and I would be saddened to see him go, but I will know that I did my part for us to be happy together. This is a very powerful feeling. I have been thinking how we should change the tale to empower our children. They must learn how to get in touch with and express their feelings. The story should make it clear that once they grow older, they can give their inner child everything she or he ever wanted. That will hopefully lead them to someone who will be able to communicate properly. All they need to be in a happy relationship is to be able to set the rules clearly and to check in daily. Infidelity showed me the weapons I can use in order to defend my family. Confronting the woman who threatened the stability of my children's home was something unthinkable to me before I actually witnessed the affairs unfolding. I hope my children have learned that this is an honorable possibility. Every period in human history has its challenges, and ours was to learn that we are not our jobs, but rather our personal values. In a time of abundance compared to previous eras, we had forgotten to be while we kept busy doing. Hopefully, our children are learning the former through the painful COVID-19 pandemic we're experiencing. It might feel a bit sad to experience some level of detachment from a spouse we once trusted fully, but it is a more real and wise marriage. The previous one that enabled the infidelity was naive. I can only hope my children will take committing long-term and parenthood as seriously as they deserve to be considered. They can experience innocent love before they're old enough to commit. And if my husband strays again, then it's not worth it maintaining the family structure. I will take my time organizing the best possible life I can have to offer my children the best version of me under the circumstances. I will do so with no regrets. Today, I feel that giving my husband a second chance was the best decision I could have taken. If I had to do it all again, I wouldn't have changed a thing. If I could do it all again, was a la an article on my blog sailingthroughinfidelity.blogspot.com remember you can send me a voice message through anchor on or spotify or connect with me on any of the social platforms as i stated before thank you so much for listening you are loved